Does It Make You Feel Good, a podcast created by me, Amy Gillies. You can call me Ames though. I'll be chatting life experiences, shower thoughts, funny moments and things that make us feel good. I love to go left when everyone else is going right and create my own path. After all, no one else is living your exact life and no one knows you better than you. After going through the world of personal development at a very serious level, it's time to bring the humour back and it's time I shared about it. So, let's chat, in a way that makes us laugh, of course. Our souls did not choose to come here to be so damn serious all the time and we certainly didn't come here to constantly give away our power. Here's to you, the misfits, the otherworldly beings and the ones who are ready to whip those serious pants off and feel energetically free. Let's get into it. Let's chat all about the weird, the wonderful and of course, my favourite, the wacky. If this is your first time to the Does It Make You Feel Good podcast, welcome. So great to have you. And if you are listening again, because you've already listened to some other episodes, then welcome back. How great. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, because you know, the Insta life, you will see that I put a post up this morning all about spectacular failure and I've just completely reframed it. So something came through to me very strongly this morning about talking about this and it's talking about topics that I kind of have kept hidden away, I guess, because there's a lot of failure involved. But if you go and see my post, you'll read that Failure is for me as a third line profile in human design. I'm a 3-5 emotional projector, if anyone is wondering. And if you're wondering what the fuck is that, it's human design. And I'm a human design reader, so aren't you in luck? Uh, you can book in your own session with me, actually, through my website, um, amygillies.com.au, or all of that good stuff is in the link in my Instagram bio, you know. It's just what we do. Uh, but yes, I'm a 3-5 projector in human design and the theme of a third line profile is trial and error or exploring and spectacular, spectacular failure. That is so hard to say. Spectacular failure. Okay, there we go. We're good now. And I've I've had this like complex about being seen, right? And I spoke in my last podcast episode about having this epiphany about being seen. And I'm still getting these like little breakthroughs even now. And I realized this morning, again, in the shower, how fucking good is a shower epiphany? Oh my gosh, great. I realized in the shower this morning that I have only wanted to be seen for success. And while that is definitely a flavor in my life, because that is like the on-track theme for a projector is success. And success is inevitable for everyone, whatever success looks like for you. Uh, as long as you're taking aligned action, of course, it's not just going to plop into your lap. Um, believe me, I've tried sitting there and nothing happens. So... Oh, 
Now I've got, gone off on a tangent and I can't remember. Oh, shower breakthrough. Yes, all about being seen. And I was only wanting to be seen for my success. Wasn't wanting to be seen for my failures because I'd obviously made it mean something, you know, that I wasn't good enough or people would think, oh, she's failed at that thing or she's failed at that thing. And I honestly didn't think that was like very prominent in my life until I know I said last episode, I was speaking to my mom in a moment of like emotional release and had said I was just scared to fail. And it was, it's all just coming through to me now, again, after I did a meditation. So hello, there's a pattern forming here, you guys that it is right for me to be seen, but for the right reasons for me. And part of me sharing my successes in life is talking about all of the little, little, or sometimes fucking big <laughs> failures along the way. And so I thought I'm going to start like a little three-part series about failure through my eyes and record it on here. So I'm actually calling these the series The View from Up Here. And no, that does not mean that I'm above everyone else. It means the view from up here is what I can see now looking down, looking back on all of the failures that I've had in my life and how it's led me to something fantastic. So I'm going to break it down into three parts. Well, that's what I'm thinking at the moment. Who knows? My mind changes all the time. But I'm going to do a part one, a part two, a part three. And today I'm going to talk part one, marriage. Ooh, what a subject, right? And then we'll go into part two and part three um, in some further episodes. So when I'm talking I am talking from my view, my perspective. How the fuck can I see it from anyone else's eyes? Because I don't have your eyes. I have mine and I live my life through my perspective. And so I guess what I'm trying to say here is this isn't advice. This is merely a conversation, a solo conversation that I would like to ripple out into society just so that if you are potentially a third line profile as well and you think I'm fucking failing all the time and you're making it mean something bad that you can see parts of yourself in my story and you can know that there is nothing wrong with you you have nothing to prove and that things are always going to be okay it's up to you right so especially I'm not giving marriage advice here because if I was giving marriage advice, you'd think I'd still be married and that is not the case. So don't take marriage advice from me. This is not saying, oh, you know what? Go on, leave your husband, leave your wife, leave whatever. No, this is not what this is about at all. This is just my perspective on a spectacular failure in my life. And this one, the topic is marriage. And I think I haven't been inclined to talk about this because I wasn't married to myself, was I? I was married to someone else. And I am very, uh, I guess, cautious and respectful about only talking about things from my perspective. I'm not bringing the other person into it. Um, I don't think that there is a place for that. And 
it's just my perspective, my journey. And I, you know, I am allowed to talk about it. I think I've been scared to talk about it until now because it was such a traumatic uh, experience uh, going through the divorce that I thought, oh, I can't talk about it because, you know, what if someone that I know from my old life listens to this and then, you know, that it gets passed on to someone else and blah, blah, blah. Oh, seriously, who fucking cares? Like, I went through it for a reason. And I do think that part of that reason is so that I can share this with you. And if you, you know, you might take something from it, uh, it might make you feel like you're not alone in something, uh, it might make you feel like, um, you know, failure is not a bad thing. I don't know, you can take what you like, you can leave what you don't like, as with anything. That is one of the perks of being an adult. You get to choose. So I thought, you know, this was a really great way to be vulnerable, but without kind of ripping the wound open, ripping the Band-Aid off and ripping the wound open for sympathy's sake, because that's not what this is about either. Like there's no, oh, poor Amy. Oh my God, I can't believe she went through that. No, oh no, that's the furthest thing that from, you know, this is not what, that is not what this is about. It'd be really great if I could talk today. <laughs> so let's chat about it. Let's chat about how 10 years ago I got married and then only I think two years, not even two years later, uh, we had decided that um, we were getting a divorce and it wasn't a really nice divorce. It wasn't... Um, it wasn't like all rainbows and, you know, oh, that's fine. You have this. I'll have that. It was an epic battle of, <laughs> of great proportions. Oh, my God. <sighs> anyway, you, this is the thing with things being a spectacular failure. Why did I choose those words? Because it's really hard to say. It's easy to write. It's hard to say is that when you're in the thick of it, you just think, what the, f what, how have I ended up here? Well, sometimes you don't say how have I ended up because you know full well how you've ended up there. But like, what is this actually happening to me? And you think, how am I ever going to kind of regain my confidence after this? What are people going to think of me? Um, we'll just insert some commas there. Who gives a crap what anyone thinks of you anyway? Because it's they're seeing you from their perspective. So you've got no say in how people see you, whether they think you're this amazing angel that could do no wrong, um, that you're the greatest person on earth, or they just think you are such a jerk. Like they're just seeing it from their perspective. And no matter what you do, if they think you're a jerk, that perspective is not going to shift. So there's no point um, in tiptoeing around and thinking, oh, like, wonder what they're going to think of me. Anyway, that was a bit of a side note, wasn't it? Um, so I guess having something as like full on as a marriage absolutely fail, like there's no two ways about it, absolutely fail, uh, when you are in your late 20s, that shit, is, that shit is rough. I mean, it's I'm sure it's rough at any time, but um, 
you know, you think that, you know, society tells you that, you know, by the time you're this age, you should be settled down, you should have a house, you should have kids, you know, and then, and then you think that's all happened, right? Everything looks peachy on the outside and blah, blah, blah. You know, you've got the a nice house, whatever, you've got a business. Um, business failures are coming in part two of the view from up here. Stay tuned. Uh, you've got, you know, everything looks just grand from the outside. On the inside, shit is just like, you're just drowning pretty much. And at the same time, you actually you start to think, will it be easier just to kind of metaphorically keep drowning instead of literally starting from scratch at 28? Now, I sit here as a 35-year-old and I look back and I go, ah, okay, that's why that happened. But, I mean, I, at the time, I, I didn't know why this was happening. Like, I just thought my, my whole world had literally crumbled into a million pieces. And I think as well, I had completely lost myself in that relationship. And I just didn't have really a leg to stand on. I felt like I didn't have like my voice wasn't there. My like a sense of identity kind of wasn't there. It was very was an interesting, interesting relationship. But I mean, you know, I was young. I was very, it was, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to go into every little detail because like I said at the start, I still respect the, that there is another side to this particular um, story as with anything. Uh, So if you're very one-sided and think that, anyway, no, I'm not going into that. That's a complete tangent. Um, But yeah, I was questioning, will it be easier to just, yeah, keep kind of drowning than it will to start again? Because what, like, what am I going to do? I'm 20, you know, 28 years old. How am I going to start again? I don't have any, like, I don't have any possessions. (laughs) I decided to move country as well because, I just couldn't stand to be in a small town while this was happening because in a small town, um, from my experience, your experience will be different. Uh, from my experience, every no- everyone knows what you've done before you've even fucking done it. So I was like, I just need to get out of here and just start again. Like, how am I going to do that? I'm freaking 28. Am I ever going to meet anyone? Am I actually, am I ever going to become a mother? Like I was so desperate to become a mother. Um, at this age, at 26, it probably even younger, but at 26, 27, I was so desperate to become a mother and it just wasn't happening for me. And I was like, I was questioning what, why, what is wrong? What is going on? Ah, that all fucking makes sense now, doesn't it? (laughs) I have literally zero ties to that relationship now. If I had children, it would just be, it would be a completely different story. My life would be a completely different story. And if you're listening to this as someone that has children from a failed marriage, you are obviously making it work to the best of your ability as I would have, but that's not what my path, that's not where my path was. And yeah, I just, I thought, you know, am I ever going to you know, tick all of these societal boxes again. 
what if I don't ever meet anyone? You know, like I've got no, I've got no money. How am I going to, what am I going to do? You know, I always had to, I, you know, I had some amazing support around me. Like there's no way I would have got through all of that without the support of family and friends. Like there's, there's some very special people in my life that just held me up for as long as I needed, (laughs) I guess, and still do to this day. Um, But I really hit kind of that rock bottom stage going through all of this, you know, after that, that particular um, breakup, you know, straight after that, it was just my world just fell apart. So what did I do? I just drunk myself into oblivion pretty much every day, like wine for breakfast. eh, That was a normal thing. Like what? And it wasn't like, I didn't even think that that was strange. I was like, isn't this just, you know, this is just how I'm coping. Like this makes me feel good. It just numbs everything out. I'm just going to do it this way. And I did some very questionable things in that time. Uh, But that's how I was dealing with it. So, and it wasn't until I actually got sick of my own shit pretty much that I just went, nah, no, no more no more. And here's the thing about third line profiles in human design, we're resilient as anything. Because, I mean, you can't be like, you're not dealt this hand of like everything you do is doomed to fail. Uh, But there's definitely an exploration part in that. Um, But there's also this amazing resilient energy. And knowing that, you know, you can you can take whatever life throws at you and you can turn it around and go, well, no, I've made it actually really beautiful and shiny now. So you can kind of stick that, you know? (laughs) Um, So yeah, it wasn't until I got sick of my own crap, you know, being, you know, drinking all the time, um, wasting opportunities, wasting days, just partying all night, like going on benders and oh, gross. I can say gross because I've done it so many times that it just kind of, it makes me my skin crawl now. But this is the thing with a spectacular failure is you get to look back and you get to kind of look at it from a really broad perspective and go, well, this is why I choose not to drink anymore because it makes me feel disgusting and I waste my days. Um, It's just not worth it, right? And I look back and I go, well, this is why I have a really strong opinionated voice now because I didn't feel like I had that part of myself in that marriage. So now this is where, like, you can't really, um, how do I word this? I am my own person now. And like, if someone's trying to make me do something or trying to make me feel a certain way, good luck. Like I'm way too fortified for that shit now, only because of what I've been through and the resilience, you know, but I had to go through all of that to realize that, oh, this is actually how I want to be. Like no one is going to kind of, you know, rain on my parade, I guess, because yes, even though failure is such a big um, theme in my life, so is kind of success and honoring myself these are the things for me now you know honoring myself nourishing myself being really driven and not letting you know what other people 
think or say about me kind of really, really stopped me from doing anything. And I wouldn't be this way if I hadn't have gone through what I went through. And I am now in such a beautiful, loving relationship um, with Joel. And he is, he's literally, he's the freaking best human ever. Like so supportive and just he just honors who I am so much. He loves me for me. He laughs with me. Um, You know, it's just such a beautiful, happy home. And it's, yeah, it's just such a different, a different relationship and one that I didn't think that I was deserving of um, when I was going through all of these, you know, the marriage relationship, obviously, and then ones before that marriage relationship they just didn't serve me at my true core, but I didn't know that because, you know, I was in it and thought, well, you know, this is it. This is, you know, I have to cling on to this. What if there's nothing else? Or, you know, that's, and this is what I'm thinking of now. Like I, I honestly, I can't remember what I was thinking when I was, when I was deep in it because it just felt normal. And it wasn't until after like having conversations with, um, with really beautiful close friends and family that they would say like, oh yeah, no, that was not, that wasn't normal. Or, um, you know, I noticed this a lot and yeah, just such an interesting, interesting thing to go through. Um, and one that I could have, you know, I could have decided that, you know what, I'm 28. There's no point in even like trying to, you know, you know pick myself up again and and get back out there because what's the point like this has failed so much so what's saying that something else isn't going to fail but I had a choice and I think this is an underlying thing that I want you to realize in this in these episodes as well is that you have a choice too and that could be really triggering for someone to hear um, or you could really embrace that and you could put a different perspective on it if you're currently thinking well I don't fucking have a choice like do you honestly not have a choice I don't know your particular circumstances of course this is why this is not advice (laughs) but I will like this is why I ask these questions now that and I ask them in a way that some people might think is really arrogant or um, that doesn't have any emotion attached to it oh there's plenty of emotion there I think I just I probably view it as I'm asking my older self, my younger self, sorry, those questions and, you know, not being very, not being very satisfied with the answer that I would have got, you know, but I don't have a choice and, you know, woe me and, oh my God, like I'm stuck here. No, you're not a tree, move, you know, that's what they say, don't they? But the point is, yes, failure is a thing in life it runs through me more so than it will run through others and you might be listening to this going oh I've you know I've found life really easy and that's amazing like that is part of your design so your human design you know that you're more natural at things and you know things kind of flow better for you and like that is how you're designed to be there's nothing wrong with that so 
and it's just the same as there's nothing wrong with me or someone else that is designed in a similar way to me you know that failure is kind of is so there <laughs> um it's just it's how we all complement each other in this life and with the other part of my profile in human design is and I know I keep talking about human design but it's really is such a strong undercurrent um in my life because it just helps make everything makes sense I guess for me when I kind of dive deeper into these parts of myself and you know it's not like a made-up thing human design is not a belief system like it's not something that I'm saying oh would, but do you believe in that no it's just it's energy this is how I view it anyway and knowing that these energies like I can literally look at a chart which is like my soul <laughs> pretty much on a screen right and see these energies on there on this chart and then know that I have experienced those in my life like all of the time like it just it helps me to make sense of things and it helps me to break things down and it helps me to honor myself and and kind of turn it around so that it's not like oh fuck I fail at everything like I'm never going to be good enough I'm never going to be successful no it's there because like I was just saying, the other part of my profile in human design is what we call a line five, which is all about like teaching and, and guiding. So for me, it's the pure fact of I am here to have these experiences, however they play out. And yeah, sometimes they don't feel very nice. Um, sometimes they feel amazing. Um, but the thing is, I get to share this with the world now uh, whenever I choose to, whenever the time feels right for me to those who are wanting to listen and it just spreads a little bit of not even normalization, but like, you know, understanding, I guess that, yeah, sometimes you do go through these things, but the the other end of the spectrum is fucking wonderful and that you can have these beautiful amazing things and that they can be successful you get to choose it may not feel like you get to choose when you're in it and sometimes choosing isn't easy you know choosing to move to a different country when my all of my friends and my family are in the country I'm leaving you know that's that is a very hard choice to make but one that was in line with what I had to do at that time and of course those beautiful friends and family members are so supportive um, and still are to this day of that particular choice I made but I just yeah I hope that this is giving you permission to kind of go out there and go after the things that you really feel like in your core and your being are meant for you um, and just to try them different ways, especially if you're a line three profile. Like if you were a line one profile, for example, you like all the profiles are like, 
um, two different numbers and the, the numbers mean different. They have different energies, right? So the first number in your profile is really prominent. And then the second number in your profile will show up after you've really embraced <laughs> that first number. So I'm a three, five. Um, I've got a beautiful girlfriend that's a one, three, for example. And like, you know, it's really correct for me just to kind of like jump in there and try these things and not know what's, you know, really happening and just go, okay, I'll just see what this feels like. I'll just try it. Whereas I've got another girlfriend, um, like I was saying, she's a one, three, and but she has to really kind of research something first and investigate like how she'd like to go about it, which is the number one in her profile. And then after that, she can try it a few different ways, but just jumping straight in, you know, you know what people say, like, just make it work or just go and do it is so incorrect for her. Um, but she only realized that after figuring out that was her profile in human design. So, you know, we follow these societal um, narratives that, you know, just go out there and go and do it. And, you know, go to school, go to uni, um, get married, have babies, buy a house, you know, work until you're 65 or 70, then retire on nothing. You know, all of these societal narratives are just complete bullshit and doesn't make me feel good. And so, again, I just, I really hope that you give yourself the chance to fail because there's nothing wrong with it. Like failure to me is just something that it's like a starting point, really, you know, okay, that didn't work. Um, what next? How else can I go about this? So because my a marriage failed, I questioned, do I even ever want to be in a relationship ever again? Like, do I just want to go and have flings all the time? I don't know. But I did want to have a relationship again. And Joel and I have been together for, I think, about seven, six or seven years now because I chose to go into a relationship again, but I did it differently this time. I chose a different type of person. And, you know, it just because I knew this, what I, I didn't want, I knew the way I didn't want it to be because I'd been through that epic, epic failure. So you get to choose a different way. And that's the thing. If you're, you know, if you're a line three and you're deeply conditioned to not fail because maybe your parents told you growing up that failure wasn't an option and that, you know, you had to succeed at things that you did. Um, maybe you've actually never tried something different and you've just been stuck in the same place. And this could be with anything, job, marriage, friendships, food oh I just hit the microphone that probably made a really loud noise um talking with my hands very very <laughs> handy <laughs> like it's a podcast not a video um so yeah maybe you've actually never tried a different way because you know you've been told stick with this way this is what you wanted you're stuck with this now don't even bother you know trying to do it a different way but where are the lessons that you're learning in that if you're so scared of risk, healthy risk, I'm not talking about, you know, just walking out into the traffic and seeing if a car is going to hit you. That's not healthy risk at all. But, you know, where can you start taking smaller risks in your life to kind of build you up? 
um, for ones that, you know, might be a lot bigger that you probably deep down know that you need to take, but you're too scared. You're scared of failing. You're scared of being um, perceived as a failure. You're scared of what your parents, friends, peers, kids might say to you if you do fail at something you know are you are you holding yourself in such a high regard that you know you've said to yourself I just I can't be seen as a failure I'll just stick with where I'm at even though it sucks and even though it's uncomfortable and even though I'm miserable because at least from the outside it looks fine you know everything is peachy (sighs) that was a rant wasn't it so yeah that is a story of, of a girl who um, had an epic failure in marriage early on in her life and fully, fully recovered from that. Took a fucking while. Um, fully recovered from that epic battle and lived to see another day a really grand, beautiful, nourishing, supportive day. (laughs) And that is, I mean, that's an option for you as well. It really, really is, even though you might think right now, no, it's not because I've been there. I've done that. I can see the view from up here. I can see that. (laughs) So I hope that this has made sense for starters because I don't write shit down when I do these chats I just talk and I'm not gonna do you know like listen and then edit and cut this bit out add a bit in you just get the you just get me talking and if you like that you're welcome if you don't like that that's your perspective isn't it you can that's yeah it's your perspective so Let me know if you listen to this and if it makes any, if you resonate with it, I guess. Not even, it doesn't even have to be from a marriage standpoint either. It could be from a business standpoint, friendship standpoint, nourishment standpoint. And because this story involved another person, I haven't gone super deep into it, but the next two Well, the next one, I guess, that I'm going to talk about business kind of involves another person. Um, And then the third installment of this, the view from up here is all about nourishment. And that is all me. So I think I'm going to go really fucking deep on that. Um, So that could be out, who knows when, a week, two weeks, three weeks, it'll come. But yeah, let me know if this resonated and if it's changed your perspective on anything, if you're going to Take a risk, a healthy risk on something and see what happens and learn from exploring instead of staying small because it's comfortable there. You're not here to be small, play small. And playing big for you will look different to playing big for me and to the next person and to the next person. But playing small, mm-mm, that's not what you're here for. I really loved recording that. Um, So liberating. So I hope it was liberating for you to listen to as well. 
If you'd like to hang around for a bit longer, you can head to my website. It is amygillies.com.au. That's Amy spelt A-I-M-E-E. You can find me on Instagram as well, sometimes sporadically, uh, which is just amygillies underscore. And I just wanted to mention, if you have started the year and you're thinking, oh, I haven't like picked a word or you know I'm feeling I didn't I'm not feeling like I thought I was going to feel that's okay take the pressure off yourself and go and do something that makes you feel good get out into nature go and pat some dogs go and make something beautiful create something bake something anything something that makes you feel good get off social media if that was if that's what makes you feel good you don't have to copy what everyone else is doing you're not less of a person if you don't have a word for the year who fucking cares do what you want to do liberate yourself start a podcast even if you don't even end up putting it out there just do something for yourself that makes you feel good because that's all that matters. Thank you.